1: Hey guys, we are doing a few updates here with our alumni, who we love dearly. And we hope all of you guys are staying healthy, safe, and staying at home during this quarantine. And hope you enjoy listening to a few of our previous guests telling you what's been going on in their life since they did their interview. Here are some updates for the quarantine versions of And The Writer Is. Alright, we're starting. Justin Tranner. Welcome
0: back. They, I mean, how many years? Is like four years?
1: Three years? So the We've done a couple of these updates and, you know, the first 12 we did, we recorded before we released any. Mm. So we didn't know we didn't even know that anyone would listen to them. Yeah. We did yours. We, I think I'm pretty sure I told you that maybe 300 people would listen to it. Right. I thought it would just be our, our crew of people. I didn't know that we'd be, you know, where Well, how many
0: people actually are listening to it?
1: We're at 3 million or something. Holy shit! Yeah. That's amazing. It's really weird. It's like, it's nice to know that people care about, you know, Songs, writers, songs, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but since we did yours, man, what a journey you've had. You know, she's trying her hardest, she's, she's <laughs> like working out here. A couple BMI songwriters of the year, a couple of like uh, a bunch of number one songs, some of the you know, the biggest rock song of the decade, and New companies, and you know, launching your own publishing record company, and like, yeah, ah, plus, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't even think you are on the board of Glad yet. You
0: know, it's like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Holy shit! It's it's been it's been crazy. It's uh, I just feel so grateful. I feel uh, so lucky and fortunate that I get to do this for a living. I'll be super honest. It's kind of odd to talk about like career right now as the world is in extreme crisis. But I know that people want to escape. Um, So I'm going to try my best to like do an interview about being a songwriter. But I'm just to be honest with you, it's like feels kind of weird. But I'm going to try. But also,
1: (laughs) none of the things, none of the interviews we've had have really been about career in a sense that. We wanted to do updates at some point. We're going to do in-person things, you know, to make sure people can really talk about career. But yeah, I think it's just amazing. the Even the life that we're leading right now in quarantine is so not predictable. Yeah. Three years ago. So it's like all of the things are messed up. I don't even know what you're... What are we supposed to... What are what are we supposed to do right now?
0: I don't know. It's been interesting, you know, because is you know, it's the, the the little list that you listed, you know, all those things that I've been able to accomplish is because I am like an extreme, extreme workaholic. Um, and this is the first time that like, that's not really an option. Um, and I've tried to write and I'm, I'm working on a couple of cool TV projects and I'm doing my best to work on those, but it's just hard because then, you know, the New York times app comes up with another alert of some horrible news or, something insane the president said, which I guess is horrible news. Uh, uh, and it's just, so it's really hard to focus. And so, totally. um, you know, me and my business partner, Katie, had a call with all of our writers a couple days ago and just to kind of say hi and check in like a big group Zoom chat, whatever. And I think the most productive thing to come out of it was just like all the, all the amazing writers signed to us know that I work, so insanely hard and it kind of made them feel good for me to sit, be honest and say i can't even work right now i don't know what how to do it i don't know what to do this shit's too crazy and they're like okay good that makes me feel better i thought i was like being a loser right now and i just think that there's no rules for this moment and no one's ever lived through this before and so we all just have to kind of do the best we can and take it day by day and moment by moment
1: there's a weird thing when you're a workaholic I know you can relate to this, where the minute that there's a break, you fill it in with some of the other work that you've started because all (laughs) of it is sort of fun. So, you know, you're not in a session. If you're on a drive, you're going to check in with Katie and then you're like, okay, well, so I handled the writers, handled the, the label side, handled the song. Okay, you know what? I really want to do a TV thing. And the things you touch seem to do really well because there's a certain, you know, there's a great expression of when you want something done, find a busy person to do it. <laughs> it's true. You know, because they know how to, they know how to do time management. Yeah. They know how to do stuff. Are you able right now to do nothing?
0: To be honest, I'm, I'm kind of killing it. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, 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 it's, and it's a weird feeling, right? Because I'm enjoying this time with my parents. I'm really enjoying... My parents are, are in the house with me. Um, uh, I'm really enjoying this time, but it, it almost feels selfish to enjoy it because the world is in such fucking despair. Um, yeah, it's, so it's really
1: a real, privilege to be able to enjoy it, 100%. It's,
0: it's an extreme privilege to be able to enjoy it, and I, I am grateful for that privilege all day, and I'm aware of that privilege all day. Um And I'm doing the best that I can to still help others. Um, But what's also weird too is the best thing you can do to help others. I'm I'm financially helping others. um, But the best thing that you can do is stay the fuck home. like Do nothing. Like you were actually asked to do nothing.
1: Stay healthy. Don't stress out. Yeah what Where? how did we go from let's do everything and know what everyone's doing with social media all of those things to you are supposed to do nothing do nothing
0: um and so i I was like well the helping people you know like fundraising and advocacy is like probably my truest passion uh, even more so than songwriting um and but right now, like the most, the best thing I can do to be a good advocate and be a good human is to stay the fuck home. Um, so I'm finding financial ways to help people the best that I can. Um, uh, I'm just staying the fuck home. I, I don't know it's a total, total to mindfuck.
1: Are are you know both of us have publishing companies with young writers in it, and as you were saying, I think it's good for the writers to see that it's okay. You know, you and I were lucky enough to help out our friend Ricky in the LA Times op-ed. Because yeah. What he was saying is exactly right, that it's okay, we'll be here when we resume. huh. Totally. Um, are your younger writers adhering to that? Or are they are they still so ambitious that... I have some writers that they can't stop. They just have to write, have to write, have to write. And then I have some that are like... Oh, Thank you.
0: I think it's a little a little bit of both, you know, but we definitely have encouraged, like, please don't do any sessions in public. Don't, 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 you know, we can't stop people if they do, but, um, you know, I know a, a, at least one of our writers has gone back to their parents in Minnesota, Kennedy, who's a second amazing, I can say her name. She's told people on Instagram, she's in Minnesota, I'm not like keeping some weird secret, <laughs> but like, you know, so I, it's, I think it's just different for everybody, and, and people are still writing at home, and people are still being creative. But um, I think for the most part, it's it's just such a mind fuck that it's, yeah. it's. From I'll just speak personally, I don't know how to be creative right now.
1: Oh, totally. Well,
0: yeah. there's also that the, the uh, you know, if, you if you watch a
1: a movie, or I've been I've been reading a book that's um on the Lusitania, and you know, in it's World War One and the fabulous life that these people are leading on their way to Europe. And it's very strange how it ends and we know how it ends, but it's, I'm in this world and then it's, it's oh, it's great. You put it away and you think that you're still thinking of the book. And then you realize, Oh wait, that's right. We're in the middle of a giant pandemic and I'm out. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it fluctuates so much when you're quarantined. Cause you don't necessarily see it.
0: Yeah. No, it's true. And I, I mean, I can't even. I, I, we're, I'm having a hard time getting through movies, even though because news yeah. comes on the movies, and I can't finish the fucking movie. So it's um, news comes on my phone, and I can't finish the movie. You get, you get what I'm saying. So, um, in the spirit of
1: of of uh, distracting yourself and enter, entertaining yourself, uh, let's just talk about Facet House for a minute. Okay. Okay. Because here's a positive thing that's happening in the world. Yes. And I think it's important we're putting on positivity facet yeah. house you Katie Vinton obviously our dear friend publisher record exec extraordinaire the two of you guys yes. started this company tell me about facet house
0: sure so um the company is just overall called facet but facet house is the actual space um
1: oh oh okay cool
0: yeah um So uh, FASA is a label and a publishing company um, that we've been working on for a couple of years now. But with the space opening in January, it was kind of the big launch and the big introduction of the companies to the world. Um, And uh, it's just, it's been amazing and it's been so exciting and it's a whole side of the business that um, I know about, but I'm, of course, have a lot to fucking learn and I'm loving learning it. But the big, Reason when I decided to do it is I wasn't going to launch like a proper company unless I had a partner who really knows how to run a business. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, me and Katie kind of, it started as just like a joke of like a fantasy that one day we would have our own company. And then we looked at each other like a year and a half ago and we're like, fuck it, let's just, let's just do it.
1: What well, what are the parts that you, when you say, I, I, you know, I, there are all these things that you don't know about. What are the things that you've, realize in this process that maybe you thought you knew that turns out you didn't. And then what are the things where, you know, your instincts seem to, I imagine work, your instincts to find a good writer are probably similar to your instinct is finding good artist. Are they not?
0: I guess it's, it's all kind of, there a lot of it overlaps, but just kind of when I say like stuff I don't know about, it's like the, um, just like the, the full on logistics of, releasing a record um the full-on logistics of the massive marketing teams and the sync teams and the, all these things where you know i used to be in a band and in, in my band um you know we would we would we released albums and we toured them and we promoted them but and you meet a couple people at your label and you learn but it's really seeing behind the curtain is a whole other learning experience and really seeing what it takes um to make something work is, is mind blowing and inspiring. Um,
1: Does it make uh, you change how you view that experience? I feel like now that I've worked on the label side of a couple releases. Yeah. That my, maybe I'm, I wasn't holding grudges, but I almost forgive and kind of understand why things did and didn't work in a way. Yeah.
0: That I definitely learning a lot there. Uh, And, and like, and also kind of the, the A&Rs and the, the people who are really, really good at what they do. Now I like realize like they're really, 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 really good at what they do. Like the ones who know how to, no one's going to write all the time, but who can really pick the single, who can really figure out the marketing plan. Like that shit is, that is not an accident and it is not easy. Um, and so it's made me just really respect and understand, um, this side of the business a lot more um, and also I'm learning about myself like what I love about it what I don't like about it what I can be good at what I'm not good at and you know it's it's just like um, again we're all in this business so we think that we you think you know oh they should have done that or oh, they should have done this or they should have fucking done that but once you're actually experiencing it all on a day-to-day basis it's a whole other um, it's a whole other world to understand and learn How do you break a new artist? I don't fucking know yet I'm trying to figure out <laughs> I, don't,
1: I think there's there's
0: there's, there's got to be magic involved. The artist has to be willing to work harder than anybody else ever, ever, ever. Um, but that needs to be in their own way, you know, how they want to work. They have to find what they're... Again, it's just I was talking about myself as an executive, even though I don't really consider myself an executive because um, I'm not good enough to do that, but like to wholly by myself, you know what I'm saying? Um, the artist has to find what they're good at and like really be open to it and be open to understanding you know how this shit works and all the different opportunities and it's 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 just so much so much and you can't you can't look at you know the couple people who like pop the fuck off in these really ridiculous ways i think if anyone tries to like emulate that that's not how you have to like look there's so many factors to to um to put in play that you can't just like, Oh, well that person went crazy on TikTok and now they're a superstar. It doesn't, no one can plan how to go crazy on TikTok Like, good luck. If you can fucking call me, I would love to pay you a gajillion dollars to figure this out. Sure. Yeah. And it's also making me love though, getting back to just like, I want songs with so much more, so, so much truth, so much like, does the artist know who they are? Do they know what they want to say? Do they know how to say it? That they know what it looks like. Like it really takes me back to the joy when I was young of like being obsessed with these singer-songwriters and obsessed with these pop stars. Whatever you want, whatever label you want to give them, Um, it makes me so excited that that I think that that's really that's what's working right now is people that really have a perspective and they are fucking going full force at it. Whether it's Lizzo, whether it's Billy, whether it's Cardi B, you know, people are just going, and I love that. Sorry to interrupt, but do do
1: you you, um do you ever want to release music again? Fuck no. There's no part of you that's just like, I'm coming back out. I'm coming. I'd like you now you've written
0: for so many people, you've been a front man, now you're like, you know. No, I I think, you know, I'm so fortunate to my band, you know, I've said this a thousand times, I'll say it again. We weren't massive, but we did have a crazy, crazy passionate fan base. And we got to perform for them all over the world. Yeah. Um, and it was so beautiful, uh, but it was so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. Um, being the artist, uh, which if you're listening to this and don't know the different... Like, we're all creative people. We are all artists in some way. But in music business, we say artist is like the singer. Um, being the person who puts your name on the record, like, that. that is... That is um, Every, if you if you are 50 and you want to do it, please fucking do, but I'm almost 40 and I don't have the um, I don't have the energy to do that anymore. Do
1: um, yeah, it's it's it seems like a just tw- I mean, it was 20 years ago, 15 years ago.
0: It's yeah, I mean I started my band in 15 years ago. yeah,
1: 15 years ago.
0: So our first deal was was 13 years ago um and the band's been done now for like seven years like that's a whole other life but i am one of the tv projects i'm working on is um a lot of it the main character is based on me in high school so oh, yeah. um i am getting to tell my story is it um, scripted, then yeah yeah scripted yeah hmm. um it's really really cool i wish i could tell you what it is because it's really fucking exciting but i can't um but i am getting to tell my own story even though it's the story of me at 14 years old um i am getting to tell my own story again which is feels really good because as the pop writer i don't want anyone to ever like hear me in the song i want them to only hear the artists i want them to um i want it needs to be the artist's point of view it needs to be the artists sit in their voice perfectly in their life i don't want to ever hear my life in their songs um which I really love that process, but it yeah. is nice to have this one thing to kind of tell my own story again. But I do not need to do that through an album, that's for sure.
1: Does um, working with artists on your label does it change how you're writing for artists not on your
0: label? Now that you're like, no, oh, it's is what, it, or are you just doing you? I'm a- just doing me, and I'm just doing trying to make the whether they're signed to me or not, just make them feel as comfortable and as safe and as excited as they can in every single session. Um, And, you know, try to, try to make every song be their favorite song they've ever done.
1: Um, Lose You to Love Me. Obviously it was a very big song that, um, to start this new decade. Yep. Kind of, kind of badass to like have to start on top. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but to work it with to work with you know your your good friends on a record you know? yeah
0: it was really beautiful to you know we got because of Julia's touring because Matt and Robin live in Sweden um, because Selena's schedule obviously you know the five of us hadn't been in a room together for a couple of years um, and so it was really really amazing to get all of us back together and write such a beautifully honest, raw, um, deep song that has this hopeful overtone to it, you know, like for all of us to get back together after a couple years and do that. The first day we saw each other again, um, it was pretty fucking, pretty fucking awesome. Um, And I just, you know, I love to, as I've said five times in the last two minutes, just to help an artist tell their truth is my favorite part of my job. So um, to get to do that for Selena and a song that really was so impactful, um, was pretty, pretty rewarding. Can you talk about the ACLU bill of rights award? I sure can. Uh, I got the ACLU bill of rights award in November, uh, which was the absolute, dream come true. Um, you know, as I mentioned advocacy and fundraising are like my truest passions and to get an award from the ACLU for the work that I've done, um, was amazing because it is what makes me joyful. And so to get an award for something that makes you happy, um, and to be recognized for what makes you happy is, um, really, really beautiful and to have Selena present me with the award was really fucking awesome. Um, and my whole family flew in, you know, they've, they've never come, my parents come to a lot of stuff. Obviously they live in Chicago, uh, but they are here all the time. Um, but my brothers came in, my nieces, my nephews, like everyone came in for it. Um, and it was just such a cool fucking moment. And I was also just unbelievably humbled by, everybody else in the other award recipients, I felt like, um, not in a way like I felt like embarrassed, but I was like, I need to do a lot fucking more. Cause some of the other people who are given awards, they've been doing this shit for literally 60 years. You know, there was, there was, uh, so I've only been, you know, I, I did a bunch of high school and then took a break to try to make myself famous. <laughs> and then, luckily, that didn't work. Um, and so I've only been really diving in like full force to like my fundraising and advocacy for like the last four or five years. And so to get the ACLU award this early um, was an honor, but I need to like bust my ass a lot longer so that I can um, really, really be, you know, feel like I deserved it. Yeah. So says the workaholic.
1: have you watched the have you watched visible on on apple plus
0: no i haven't oh man that's like the that's the lgbtq oh my god yes 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 yes. i'm so sorry yes sarah Sarah kate the ceo of glad is in it and um as just always she's so fucking brilliant um and but yeah I, i started to watch it and then got interrupted but now um i have nothing but time so thank you for the reminder and it's it's a you know the one of the things that
1: I think if you are not part of the community you lose sight of is how much of of a civil rights movement it, it is and I mean this is you know the the idea of feminism started in the nineteen tens yeah hmm. I mean obviously before that but so. But- you know, the beginning of suffrage happens and then it really, the word feminism is coined sometime in the early 20th century. Yeah. And, and you know, the way that just, the, it's fascinating to watch that documentary and realize how, you know, we hear about civil rights often with race and we hear a lot about women's rights and we know about pride parades, but, we and we know about it, but as a culture, we're still still getting educated. Yeah, you know, and so it's it's a fascinating documentary. It's cool to watch if you're do you know doing your television show about your your time in high school is yeah. right on brand, you know. Yeah. For, for what that documentary is about, fast. Yeah, I need
0: to I need to finish it. No, it's it's still you know the LGBTQ LGBTQ movement is still so young in so many ways, um, and the, our even our own community has a lot to learn and a lot to grow because you know we we are um, because anyone from any walk of life can be born LGBTQ. Our community is so fucking diverse; it's crazy, and so. Yeah. We need a lot of learning and growth inside of our own community while we are also trying to get the rest of the world to um, accept us. And uh, so it's it's still a very, very young movement in so many ways. Um, and then, you know, we had, you know, the AIDS epidemic only 10, 15 years into the movement movement. Uh, into the national movement. Obviously there've been LGBTQ movements happening locally forever. Um, But like, you know, 1969 was Stonewall and the, the, you know, the AIDS crisis started in the early eighties. So um, yeah, our community has been through a fucking lot. And I think that even, even allies to our community and even people in our own community don't know the actual history of, of how this, movement began and how, what work is still being done. And, you know, I feel so blessed to be on the board of Glad and get to listen, you know, to Sarah Kate Ellis speak all the time to me directly and to, to our board. And, you know, the work that she does and that her, her team does on the daily is, um, is so unbelievable, which is also why like, I, I am so grateful for the awards that I've been given for my advocacy and activism and fundraising. But like there are people that do this all day, every day. Yeah. you know, I, am, I am just a, a fortunate enough uh, to have my job comes with certain privileges and I am not afraid to use those privileges, whether that is my money, whether that's other people's money, or whether that is my celebrity connections. I'm not afraid to use that shit. Um, but there are people who do this all day, every day for their entire, this is their life, this is their livelihood, this is how they exist is, is getting up and trying to make the world a better place.
1: It's crazy, man! How much you're doing? I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that we get to, uh, that we get to hang out and do some of these things. Like, right? I think that the the song, the the music advocacy stuff is, um, you know, and there's a difference between, um, an oc- occupational advocacy, which I understand it's it's people's livelihoods. Yeah. There's a difference between fighting for people to get paid more and fighting to make sure people are respected as humans. They're separate. And not to say that, like, obviously, I'm happy to be involved for all the ways that I can help songwriters, but it's. No, and the work that you do
0: is important. You know, when I was on the show a million years ago and you asked if I would get involved with songwriter advocacy, and at the time I was like, no, I just don't. I have like, there's bigger things happening. Trump had just been elected, I think, or was about to be, you know, it was a crazy time. And I was like, I just can't use any of my free time to worry about like songwriters making more money. But then you said to me though, but if you made more money, you could use it for the things that you care about. Totally. And so then like a year later, when Sona asked me to be a part of an event and blah, blah, I was like, well, Ross did make a good point. Nice. Um, It's not going to be like my main cause, um, but if I can help, I should because, you know, it's not. And then also, the other big thing is like, why should people, why should corporations be taking our fucking money? Fuck them. They're ruining the planet literally all day, every day.
1: Right. Well, and, <laughs> you know, and also being a publisher and being in, you know, whether you want to call yourself a yeah. creative or not, but, you know, yeah. being a, a mentor is being an advocate for somebody yeah. not in your position. It's just, it's totally. Total,
0: no and I look at I look at it's so crazy that some some of these amazing amazing I always call them kids cuz they all call me mom it's the whole weird joke we have but um you know my kids like even though some of them are like 33 but they like you know they've had they haven't had maybe they haven't had their huge hit yet but they've had some serious fucking cuts yeah. and they can't afford to live really um and that's not fair because I'm not saying, like, there are people that do much harder jobs than songwriting, but it's corporations who are, they are making the money. It's just the money isn't getting to these young songwriters who need it. And so that's where, to me, it's really fucked up, is why should corporations be making the money instead of people who are living and breathing music all day, every day?
1: Are you still, um, are you still writing a musical? I am, yes. Tell me about uh, it. Can you tell us about
0: it? Well, I can't tell you the plot or anything, but we post on Instagram that we've all put together. So it's me, Eve Ensler, who did the Vagina Monologues, um, amazing playwright. And then um, Idina Menzel, the you know Broadway superstar and the voice of Frozen and everything. She is not only um, in it, but she's also um, a part of the creative team as well. So she's been writing with us and, and it's been unbelievable. And then Caroline Pennell, who's an amazing uh I don't want to say up-and-coming songwriter because her songs are masterful, um, but uh, new to my life in the last like year um, is writing it with us. And then a couple of friends, it's like um, very uh, folk-based musically. Um, so I have a couple amazing friends, Aaron Kanata, Rylan Blackington, who are um, writing, sucking and singing guitar things for us to write to, And it's been a really, really unbelievable experience so far. And it's uh, only getting better.
1: Are you guys going to do a workshop soon?
0: Yes, we already have, um, uh, you know, the company that we're doing it with, and all that stuff. But it hasn't been announced yet, so I can't say it. But um, yes, we're already we're already doing the whole shebang. I, I can you can call me later; I'll tell you about it. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I, I will do that as soon as this is as this
1: is done. Okay. Uh, perfect. Uh, can you tell me real quick about you know Black Diamonds separate? That's that's Katie's management company. That's Katie's management, and that has nothing to do. That's a that's like your songwriting. She has Black Diamond, right? Exactly.
0: Yep. So we have Facet Publishing and Facet Records together, and then she has Black Diamond, and then, but I am a Black Diamond client because Katie, you know, we're business partners, and she manages my career in every way. Um, so I am managed by Katie as well. So I'm a a Black Diamond. Writer, person, creative person.
1: How many of these things excite you, or do all of the things excite you? And when you have that many things going on, it's just—I know people where my demeanor doesn't really change almost no matter what I'm doing. But yeah, I, internally, I'm very—I enjoy all the things that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, do they all
0: excite you equally and differently? Yeah, it's all—it's all so so different. You know the the publishing company having young writers, you know, it's my favorite part about it is, you know, when they get a cut, it makes me feel like when they get their first cut or they get their first big cut or they get their first single or whatever the fuck it is, it makes me feel like it's my first cut or my first big cut or my first single. You know, it's like, it makes me so excited about the business all over again. Um, because you get, you know, it's no matter how I want to, I always try to stay so grateful and so like not get used to this. Cause like I worked so long to get here. I don't ever want to like get used to it. I want to always be excited about it. Um, But everything's relative and we're human. So you can get pissed and you can get annoyed and blah, blah, blah. But then when you see some young writer that me and Katie signed who we fucking love and they get their first big cut and they're so excited and they can't believe it, or they get to just even have their first session with like a A A-list star who's gonna be in the room and they're like, oh my god, I can't fucking believe the Jonas brothers are coming today. And it's like, you know, and that makes me so fucking happy and so excited. Um, on the label side, it's so beautiful because you get to literally make somebody's dreams come true, you know, even though, you know, it's we're still we're still it's still new and we're still um just only just started releasing a couple songs here and there with, with people just being able to like for them to have this team for them to have a budget to make a video for them to have you know to get in the room with some producer to finish their album that they never thought they would get you know that to me is so fucking cool that is so rewarding to me um, and then
1: it makes you realize that the dream I feel like when you get into this position where you're at and you have a young artist that Doing the music video, releasing music, that, you know, that is the dream. Yeah.
0: You know it, I mean? it is the dream. Like that's, you know, and that's something that I realized too, like because I was so dead. It's funny, we were just talking about Abe Bensler. We we always like, she can't believe I was told like the way I got through all the bullying when I was young and all this crazy shit when I was young. My solution was, well, I'm just gonna be the most famous person in the world. And she dies laughing because she's like, "Why did you choose like the most impossible thing ever to get you mentally out of this?" I was like, "I don't know, but that's definitely what I did." So i always laugh.
1: Workaholic too. What's Is- that? Is that why you're currently a
0: workaholic? Still could be. Who fucking knows? Um, but I, I. So I always thought, oh, I want to be the biggest star in the world. But then I really realized, like, no, I just love fucking making music. And so when I the doors for songwriting opened, and I just started writing songs for other people. Um, I I was like, oh, actually, I don't need to sing this at all. I don't need to be on stage at all. I don't need to do the photo shoot at all. Like, I just wanted to make music and have people hear it. Like, that was the dream the whole time. Now, I told myself I wanted to be the biggest star in the world so that all the people who were awful to me would like, you know, feel bad about themselves or whatever I was looking for. Um, But then with age and time, I realized I just wanted to make music. And so, on the label side, getting to help people do that is so fucking cool.
1: Do you think this, um, you know, to bring it back to here we are in our houses that music helped us live in, um, do you have, are you gaining any perspective on the last few years by having this forced quiet time, by having your parents in the house? Is this giving you any are there pers- have you had any opportunity to personally reflect on on what's yeah. happened to you
0: um yeah I, I just have had opportunity to be unbelievably grateful um and and feel uh i just feel so fortunate um to you know I, I, it's i I got asked to do uh, something online like Some I want to give you some things to take your mind off of the isolation or whatever it is. And I was like, I don't think that um, people, you know, I'm I'm so financially privileged. Like I don't, I have no right to like give someone advice on how to get through this. You know what I mean? Like it's like seeing celebrities talk about how to get through that. It's like, shut the fuck up. Um, Shut up. Like you do not know what anyone is going through. And like, I just feel very, I've been able to, with this time, just feel so grateful um, and want to do better and want to help more. Um, And I feel so grateful I can take care of my parents right now because it is scary because they're, you know, my mom's 73. Um, My dad's a little bit younger, but not a lot. You know, so I, I feel very fortunate that we can all be in this house and be safe together and that my career has created this safety, but everyone deserves this fucking safety everyone deserves to feel as safe as I do. Um, And this country is so fucked up that they don't. Um, So it makes me feel fortunate and grateful, but it also makes me angry that this country is such a fucking shit show. So I don't know if that answers your question. No, it does. I mean,
1: I I don't know the answers to any of this stuff. And that's the reason why, you know, we've been talking about doing updates for a while. So, well, no better time to do it than when people... Have to be reflective and realize how significant or insignificant their career is, or how significant or insignificant their you know health is. People have, are really understanding what
0: matters. Yeah, right now no, it's it you does know? it makes me so grateful for my health too, like being able to fucking work out while I'm in this and be like, wow, that is such a fucking privilege. Like to having my health is such a fucking privilege. Like. Sure. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. And it, it is reflecting on like, you know, I am so grateful for my career and I just love making music so, so much. But um, it has made me go like, does pop music matter? Like when the world comes to these really hard points, and I know that music matters. And I know that um, people are listening to a lot of music right now, especially nostalgic music to make them feel safe and happy. And mm-hmm. if, if one of my songs did that for anybody in the last couple of weeks, that it's amazing. But also like, what really matters, you know?
1: Well, uh, you know, again, since the last time we did this, you had, I think, Bad at Love might have just started, maybe, probably not, you know? Believer, obviously, was huge, and all the Imagine Dragons stuff. I mean, Friends for Justin Bieber. Just so many songs, man. It's nice to see how prolific you are, and but like you said, I think it's always, it's it's most exciting to see, um, you know, fellow songwriters out there prioritizing other people.
0: Right, I think success. we, we, we have, have to.
1: You know, I appreciate you doing that. And you know, we want to do when everyone can actually be in the same room, we still want to do we we're talking about doing round tables and getting oh cool people together to really talk about other stuff. I mean I think we'll continue to expand what what this is as we all grow and try to find ways to to have these discussions that are important to have, especially yeah. at a time like this. But um, thank you. Thank you. And uh, i you. you a little bit so I can find out the behind the scenes details. Okay, perfect. Okay, cool. I'll call you bye, in. everybody.
0: And if anyone's looking, uh, I don't know when you're putting this up, but if anyone wants ways to figure out how to help people right now, just feel free to DM me and I'll give you a whole fucking list.
1: Love it. Thanks, man. Okay,
0: perfect. All right, Bye. bye.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of And The Writer Is. If you want to hear music from this songwriter I just interviewed, be sure to check out our Spotify playlist or visit our website at andthewriteris.com. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter. And The Writer Is is produced by Joe London, edited by Miles Bergsma, and published by Big Deal Music. A special thanks to David Silverstein from Mega House Music and Michael White. Until next time, this is Ross Golan.